Our Bible reading this morning comes to us from Matthew chapter 25. I'll be reading verses 14 to 30. We're reading the parable of the bags of gold. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold bought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who'd received, who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid. And I went out and hit your, hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicky, wicked, lazy servant, so you knew that I harvest where I've not sown and gather where I've not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of our Lord. It's actually good that I left my water there from last week. <laughs> Jeff, I just want to say thanks for that prayer, mate. Um, well thought out and respectful of all the things that are happening within this world. And I must admit, I had this thought this morning that I would be rather superfluous standing here talking about issues that affect us within the confines of this wall, these walls. And yet that's what we're called to do. We have to get on with life. 
we have to get on with our faith journey. So thanks, thanks very much, mate. I just invite you to uh, pray with me before I begin speaking. Gracious God, we do recognise everything that's been happening. We recognise too where we are, Lord, dry and safe and warm and comfortable. And yet, Lord, we gather as your people to come and hear your voice this morning, not mine. We come to be prompted by your spirit. So, Father, we ask that uh, as I speak that you would give me clarity, that you would anoint my lips and help me to speak what it is that you want us to hear. So that today, Lord, we will leave with something that we can take for ourselves in this journey of faith until you come again. Amen. Okay, we're, we're, uh, we're looking at serving one another. And we're looking at this passage from Matthew 25. You know, when I think about the word service, what comes to my mind usually has something to do with what I'm going to get, something that I receive. Because I want to be served by someone in the shops. I want it to be um, good. I want it to be a good experience. I want to take my car to the mechanic and be, have it serviced. And I want it to be running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've just had a recent experience where it took about a week to get it back. But that's, that's the sort of thing that I expect because we all expect a level of service simply because we're paying for it. And Joel has asked me to talk to you this morning in explore this idea of serving one another in the context of authentic relationships. And when I thought about it, my my thoughts actually went to that concept of spiritual gifts because usually that's where it fits. We find our gift in order to serve. Serve God, serve one another, and serve our community. What I believe, though, happens is that we get caught up in discovering what gift or gifts that I have, and I don't necessarily pay a lot of attention to how I'm actually going to use that gift, because there's a lengthy process involved in that discovering spiritual gifts, isn't there? There's numerous courses you can do. There's untold books you can read. There's questions you can answer that are going to help you or help us discover what our spiritual gift is. But don't misunderstand me. Discovering our spiritual gifts within the body of Christ is a very important process. However, it's a sermon for that, uh, I think, is for another time. And ultimately, it's up to Joel to take us there as the pastor of the church. And I simply say that because there are so many differing views within Christianity on the subject of spiritual gifts. And it would take a lot of time and a lot of weeks of uh, preparation uh, to wade through the various issues that are there. And as I've been preparing for this week, it occurs to me that the Bible affirms that the gifts of the Spirit can be temporary or they can be long-term. And being able to identify our gift may not be as important as making sure that our personal ministry is building up the body of Christ. That our personal ministry is edifying others. And that's where I want to focus this morning, on that idea of servanthood. The key being using what we have been given to edify each other. 
1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 tells us clearly, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So we're looking at it serving one another in the context of this parable from Matthew's Gospel, where Jesus is giving an answer to the question about his return back over there in chapter 24, verse 3. And he warns them to be on guard so that no one will be deceived. And he helps them understand that once Jesus goes, once he leaves, he's going to come again. And in, chapter, in 24, verse 44... He challenges the disciples. He challenges them to be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when we least expect it. And then he carries on over into chapter 25 where Jesus compares his coming to the Eastern custom of the bridegrooms arriving in the middle of the night. And I just want to read chapter 25, verse 13 to reiterate that. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. And then Jesus moves on in verse 14, talking about the man on his journey. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. So, as we walk through this passage this morning, I think we're going to come across some lessons in stewardship because I believe that serving one another and stewardship are closely linked components of our faith journey. And I think the first thing that we're going to notice this morning is this, that what we have is not ours. Now verse 14 goes on and tells us that this man was getting ready for a journey, calls his servants together and he entrusts his wealth to them. And that in itself back then, it's a common practice. It'd be, I guess, similar to you and I going away and arranging for someone to take or attend to our affairs, to take care of things. Maybe not our money or our finances, but similar things like uh, picking up the mail or feeding the dog or putting the cat out or bringing the bins in, those sorts of things. But in this case, it's, it's more than that. The, uh, the, the wealthy people back then, this, this uh, master, he would often delegate the control and multiplication of their wealth to trustworthy employees who in turn were expected to bring a return on what had been handed over to them. Isn't that what Jesus entrusted the disciples with? And isn't that what has been passed down to us? the task that Jesus knew had to be handed over with the promise of his continued presence, with the promise of his continued help through the presence of the Holy Spirit. You see, these servants knew. They knew that this money wasn't theirs. It belonged to the master. They were possessors of it, yes, but they did not own it. And their job was to manage what they'd been given. And in the same way, you and I have to remember that what God has entrusted us with in the form of our spirit gifts or our talents actually belong to the Lord. They're not ours. Yet we have to be good managers of what we've been given. Our gifts, 
our abilities. They're on loan from God. And you and I are called to put them to good use. And we begin serving one another, first by serving God, using our gifts and abilities to build up the body of Christ and extend the kingdom of God. So what we have, my friends, is not ours. We don't own them. The second thing is that we are given what we need. We are given what we need in order to carry on the task that Jesus has entrusted to you and I. In verse 15, we see that the master has given some talents to the servants and most of you would be familiar with that particular storyline. But I want to focus on what it is that each servant received talents according to his ability. There in verse 15. Our responsibility to use and to ser- use our gifts and to serve each other and to serve the kingdom of God is very closely tied to our ability. And God's kingdom purposes don't operate, I think, they don't operate according to what you and I might consider to be fair. It operates according to what is best for the kingdom of God. Just bear with me while I find 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. And this is Paul writing to the Corinthians. He says, what, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. We have what we have because God gave it to us. The expectation is that we are going to serve each other. We are going to serve God and each other within the boundaries of our own abilities. And further on, 1 Corinthians 12 tells us very clearly that there are different kinds of gifts, different kinds of service, different kinds of workings. And the Holy Spirit distributes these to each one just as he determines. God entrusts a whole different range of things to different people for a very good reason. So don't try and serve in every capacity within the body of Christ. God knows what you can handle and how best you can serve him and one another. He gives us what we need. We don't own it, but he gives us what we need. And then the third thing I think we find is that we have to invest what we've been given. Now, verse 16 tells us that the man who received five talents went out at once and put his money to work and he gained five more. He didn't waste any time. He just went out there and set about his task. Then the guy who had two talents, he did the same, but maybe not as quickly. And we all know he worked hard because he too doubled his master's money. And yet in verse 18, we have a completely different picture. And even though we don't read about any specific instructions about what this man was supposed to do with his money, there's almost an unspoken expectation that each of them would do something to increase the master's wealth. Otherwise, why give out the talents in the first place? And doesn't that sort of lend credence to why Jesus entrusted us with something? That we actually have to return something back to him? 
You see, God invests in us as he sees fit according to his kingdom purposes. And our potential is his gift to us. What we do with that is our gift to him. Our personal ministry, our serving one another, is defined by service and love, directed to the glory of God and the building up of the body of Christ. You and I are the only ones who can use our abilities. So we have to ask the question, are we investing what we've been given? But you know, friends, one thing I've noticed in my experience within church life is, as I said earlier, you know, we so often can get caught up in discovering what our spiritual gift is. And then we spend a lot of time trying to find the right spot to to slip into. And we quite easily could end up becoming just like the guy who was given one bag of gold. And we sit on it. And we do nothing until the master returns. But we don't know when that will be. All we know is that it will happen. The Holy Spirit has given us what we need. It's up to us to invest in it to invest it and to put it to good use. Now we know there's outcomes for these three servants. The master was pleased with the first two and to say the least he was unhappy with the last bloke. But that's not the point that I want you to take home this morning. That's not the point I want to make. This message is not about making us feel guilty about what we're not doing but rather it's my invitation for all of us to reflect on how we are serving one another. How we are serving in such a way that we are honouring what we have been given to the glory of God. Because ultimately that's why, that's why we serve one another. We serve one another for the glory of God, not for the accolades, not for what makes us feel good. When we talk about serving one another, yes, it's in the context of authentic relationships. An authentic relationship with God, the Father, an authentic relationship with each other, and an authentic relationship with the local community. And we do it within the limits of our gifts and abilities that God has given us through the Holy Spirit. So what I want you to take away this morning, my friends, is Simply a reminder of what I spoke about last week. Our backpacks. There's things that you and I put in our backpack that can make this journey smooth or rough. And at the same time, there are things that God puts in our backpack through the Holy Spirit to assist us along the way. So maybe it's just time to have another look in our backpack and see what's in there. See what goodies God has put in there to help you and assist you as you go to serve each other, to serve him and to serve this community. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we do recognise that every good gift comes from you, our Heavenly Father. And you have entrusted us with a task, Lord, until you come again. And yes, we have the Holy Spirit's presence to guide us, to strengthen us, to encourage us and to lead us. But Lord, we have a responsibility 
to give back to you what you have entrusted to us. Help us to do that, Lord, whether it be through prayer, through service, through just getting alongside someone. But help us, Lord, to extend your kingdom through Christ our Lord. Amen.